What's poppin' y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Heliocentric Podcast. I'm your host, Pierre, Pee Wee the Plug, Andreessen. For those of you at home that's watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button for me. And if you're new and you enjoy this type of content, make sure you subscribe. For my audio listeners, wherever you get your podcast, head over there right now and leave this podcast a five-star like and review. It is always much appreciated. This episode is going to be our all-star edition episode, but it won't be the typical all-star recap type situation. I know a lot of videos, people are talking about the weekend and reacting to the winners of this and the MVP and all of that. What can we do to make all-star weekend better? We'll probably have some things like that, but we're just going to be real. We're going to be transparent. We're going to have a real conversation on why all-star this year was not enjoyable. This is my least enjoyable all-star. And before I dive into that and, and, and start that conversation, I want to I want to start off saying this. Anything I say about Indiana or Indianapolis specifically, it has nothing to do with the people. The people of Indianapolis showed hella love. There was not one issue, whether it was working with the people at the hotel, whether it was a server at a restaurant, whether it was the people at the arena, fans. Um, I, I had not one bad experience with any of the people of Indianapolis. Right. I want to put that out there now because people have pride and where they live or where they're from or where they grew up. I know that firsthand as a Midwestern from Chicago that comes with a lot of pride. In Indianapolis, y'all are our cousins. Y'all y'all like our cousins. I say that all the time. It's Detroit, uh, you know, Cleveland, Indiana, hell, Minnesota a little bit. Like, we all in the Midwest is connected. You know what I mean? Those are just the main uh, states and cities that have teams and, and whatnot, but the Midwest, we kind of in this together. Iowa, we'll show you a little love too. But I want to put that out there because I, I know people are prideful in where they're from. So I don't want to disrespect or offend nobody. I'm just being real and I'm being honest. And that's where this whole conversation is going to go as far as the entire weekend. We're going to have some real conversations and real, you know, honesty here for 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 a little bit. This weekend for me as a media person, but more so than anything, no matter what I ever do in regards to the NBA, whether I represent a player, whether I'm a GM, hell, I, I you know, it don't matter whether I continue being a media, whether I'm the media, biggest media personality ever to ever. I don't, it don't matter. I'm always going to start at the core of me as a fan. That's just what it's always going to be. That's what got me here. That's what keeps me intrigued and wanting to do more and more and improve and perfect my craft and just, you know what I mean? Like be the best that I could be. It starts with the fandom inside of me. I still see guys that are like, oh man, I'm a fan. It don't matter how, it don't matter if they know me. It's, it's people, you know, we're, we we do what we do. People know who we are, but I'm still a fan. I don't, I don't care if Dame knows who I am. I'm a, I'm Dame. I'm still a fan. I'm still, a, this this shit is in me. I'm still, it's still running through my veins. You know, Paul George, what up, bro? But I'm still a fan. You know what I mean? I'm a grown ass man, but Kobe is still my my wallpaper on my phone. You know what I mean? Like, I still got all of this shit around me in my set. I'm a fan at heart. When I'm 80 years old, I'm going to still be a fan of the game. That's just what got me here. But this weekend was was an eye opener for me. Because I'm very understanding on top of being a fan. And what I've always understood about All-Star is that 
we want to be able to have every city have an opportunity to showcase their city to host all star. It just it opens up a lot for that that city. You know, this is a revenue booster. It is a platform to show off the the city for people and players. And, hey, you know, it ain't as bad as, you know, or you might not know anything about the city. So here this is what we have. This is who we are. Um, we're, we're hosting it. It gives you some insight. You might have some hometown players like Tyrese Halliburton who were able to put on a show, Benedict Mather, Miles Turner. It's it's good for cities to be able to have that showcase, um, even if you aren't Miami, L.A., New York, Chicago. You know what I mean? These other cities aren't vacation destinations, so you don't know anything about them. A lot of these players, they fly in to play a game, and then they go to ass home as, as soon as they can. These weekends are like, hey, these are the city. And some of the media people like myself, I don't know anything about some of these these cities and states unless I have to be there for work. But All-Star Weekend brings it in a different light. You know what I mean? This is where you have not only the players, but stars come out and show love and, and host events. And it's just, you know, it, it's it's a big time showcasing of your city. And, and like I said in the intro, everybody who's from somewhere is very prideful about where they come from. And um, it's just a good experience to have. And that part of it, I am understanding. But this is probably our fourth year in a row where we're doing somewhere cold. Let's start there. I know I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. But the cold is something you'll never get used to. You'll know how to fight with it, battle with it, survive, deal with it. You know what I mean? That comes with it. But like straight up just being used to being cold, being used to being in negative degree weather or you know, 10 or low degrees outside, you're never going to get used to that. Please don't let anybody convince you that they're used to it. They're used to dealing with it. They're used to knowing that it's going to come. They're used to existing with it and, and dealing with it. But just being used to it, that's some bullshit. I'm going to just, just let you know that there. But the thing about a place like Indianapolis, a thing about a place like Cleveland from a couple years ago that's different from somewhere like Chicago is that not only are they cold, but they're smaller cities who aren't necessarily resource-wise are ready for that flow of traffic that's about to come. So, for example, I'll give you all a few examples. We went to Cleveland. I remember Kenny, he has dietary issues about what he eats, right? So there's a few spots wherever we wherever we go for work, no matter what the city, there's certain spots he's just looking for because he knows they have something for him to eat. Stop it to a pot belly. Casual. It's not dinner or nothing. We just grab it some fresh off the plane or, you know, uh, maybe this is in the middle of the second day or whatever. It's like it's like four o'clock, three o'clock, not even late into the day. Pot belly tell K, hey, can't do subs. All we got is cookie chips and drinks. We ran out of meat. You ran out of what? They ran out of meat, y'all. They ran out of meat in hours. They probably have been open for four or five hours. They ran out of meat. It's all-star weekend. That's just a small example of what I'm saying. Shit like that happens all the time. I, that same day, I went to, what was that? CVS or Walgreens. They had no bags. I had to, I had to, they had like no, no grocery bags. You know what I mean? Like, I had to put it in like a, a, a thin ass, small uh, brown paper bag. And I'm, I bought a lot of shit. I bought, you know what I mean? And I had to like carry it in the rain like like a football because I just couldn't. They didn't have like these cities sometimes don't have enough to host. You know what I mean? Indianapolis. 
the Uber situation in Indianapolis, it ruined my weekend. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'll accept it. Y'all want to call me a diva? I'm Hollywood now. I'm a diva. I'm a diva. But when it's that cold and I'm not home, I'm not home. I can deal with it in Chicago because I'm here. I'm home. I got coats in my closet. When you're traveling, you're not bringing coats and shit. You, you ever travel with a coat? You know, how inco- you know how inconveniencing it is to travel with a coat? You ever been an all-star weekend? You go to the game. You might hit an after party. You might. You don't want to be carrying a big-ass coat around. You don't always have a place to hang the coat and put it. It's very inconvenient. But in my mind, I'm like, hey, we good. I'll always be in an Uber. I'll always be in a warm car. I'll always be in the arena. No. No, 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 no. I was not in an Uber as much as I expected myself to be. And that's because they literally did not have enough drivers. There was times where we were sitting all-star weekend Saturday. We, we're leaving. It, it ends. Mac McClung is winning the dunk contest. It's time to go now. It's time to go to your next spot. After party, back to the hotel before after party, restaurant to get something to eat, whatever you're doing. It's time to go back. Dog, we spent 50 minutes searching to get an Uber driver. It got to the point where 50 minutes passed. We never got a driver. We were forced to walk blocks, blocks in the cold. Anybody that was out there this weekend know how cold it was. We walked blocks in the cold. No coats. No, I didn't have a hat. I thankfully had gloves. I thankfully, thankfully just threw my my, my gloves in my bag. Where would I have been without my gloves this weekend? I don't know. But shit like that, that people don't think about when you're talking about hosting All-Star Weekend in these, you know, uh, smaller market cities. I get it. I understand it. But you have to be ready to host. It's not unfair if we keep going to big cities and things like that. And I know, you know, we don't want them to just generate. We don't want to have it in L.A. every single year. Hell no. I'm not suggesting that. No, no way. No way. But these cold, small, like we have to make sure that if places that are going to be small markets and they are also going to be cold, that's a double whammy. They at the least got to be prepared. You can't be cold, small, and then not prepared. Small city market that's also cold. And then on top of that, not prepared for what All-Star Weekend is going to bring You should not be able to host. And I hate saying it like that because every kid in all 30 cities should be able to have the all star, you know, you know, a a chance to just go right up to the arena. Every parent don't have the means to be flying out to different cities and shit like that. I understand it. I understand it. But damn. And that's also the beautiful thing about all star weekend. And another point that I think comes into play when you're in these warm cities and these cities that people want to be in and players want to be in. You're going to have that. You know, that's why Vegas, I always tell fans and people like, yo, go to Summer League. I believe Summer League is a lot cheaper than All-Star. It's also a lot longer. It's not like a two, three-day weekend. Summer League is like, what, a week, maybe two weeks. You go in that first week, make sure you're there like the first day. That may be the most expensive day, day one or day two. You're going to love it as a fan because, number one, Vegas is a place players don't mind being at. And it's a place that is ready to host. That's why the Super Bowl was so successful and everybody and their mom was at the Super Bowl because it's ready to host. It has the strip. It has places to shop. It has hotels everywhere. It has restaurants everywhere. The weather is warm. You know what I mean? They have the Ubers, the drivers, the car services. They have every single thing you want. So every year at Summer League, I see people like it's nothing. I see rappers. 
I see comedians. I see celebrities. I see players. They're not even playing. It's just summer league. This is just rookies. But everybody's there because it's no problem to be. People want to be there. And it's the same thing for the All-Star. I can't imagine having All-Star in Vegas or All-Star in Miami. You know what I mean? Like places that people don't mind being. Because what happens with these smaller market cold places is a lot of the players and celebrities and people who are doing things, they're coming when their obligation starts and they're leaving as soon as the obligation ends. So what I mean by that is I talk to a media person I know personally, right? And I asked him, how long are you staying here? He said, oh, I'm going tomorrow. I was, no, he said, I'm going tonight. I'm going back home tonight. This was Friday. This is the rising stars day. We're not even talking about the dunk contest, the game. He said he's leaving before all of that. He's just coming to do his one obligation and he's gone. Because what else was there for him to, to stay and see? At this point, he's been, he's, he's been doing this shit for so long. He's in the media. His career before the media had him. So this shit ain't really like a big thing for him. Even the players. I remember when we first got to Cleveland. Cleveland was like the first small market cold place that I've been for All-Star. I believe my first All-Star was Charlotte. Then it was Chicago. Then we got to Cleveland. Charlotte is a small, but it's warm. It's southern. It was it was fun. For them to be a small, they made it, they made it fun. J. Cole came at it was it was it was dope. Chicago was cold, but Chicago was a big, big city. A lot of stuff going on. We hosted very well. We accommodated everything really, 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 really well. It was also hard for me to really enjoy it like that because I'm at home. I drove up the street to, to to go to everything, but it was severely cold. It was severely cold. I remember choosing to not go to the dunk contest in a three point contest uh, because I'm like, it's just too cold. I'm not going. I'm not dealing with the cold. Forget that. Right. But if I wanted to or whenever I did go to things. I had the Ubers. It was well organized. This shit was all over the place, man. Indianapolis had us going to two arenas. One day it's at Lucas Oil. The other day it's at Gamebridge. It's like it's back and forth. One time, Mike from the podcast from Numbers on the Board, he had us at the wrong arena. We trying to watch Rising Stars. He got us at the celebrity game. Because it's just so much going on. One day media day, media availability is over here. The next day you're going over there. It's just so much going on constantly. Um, and that that was the main point I was making with the players. Because the players are, we're going to these cities that players aren't trying to, you know, vacate at. You'll go watch a player's Instagram. You'll see them like on a Friday night. They're They're still in Turks and Caicos. And they're like, shit, I'm going to just go. I'm going to take a flight into the city tomorrow and do what I got to do. I'm going to do the dunk contest then. I'll get there, make sure I'm there for media availability. I do the dunk contest. I'm back. And I'm going back to another vacation spot. Like, I encourage y'all to watch like a player's story. Like, you know, the weekend at the beginning, during the weekend, and then right after the All-Star weekend is done, you'll see them. They gone, y'all. I'm telling y'all, they gone. They gone. Today is Monday. This is when a lot of media people left. Dog, there was no player there after after last night. I guarantee you. Dame Lillard and them, they did that last interview, gone. Only person that was probably, hell, the Pacers players was probably gone. You go watch a, a player's IG story right now, I bet they in somewhere warm. I bet they got shorts on with their feet in the pool. I bet the, the water is blue and see-through. Turks and Caicos and Miamis and, 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 you know, wherever. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. 
They telling us we know players. <laughs> it's just like so when you have that, it's just not it, it, it's just not it, y'all. And I, I'm again, I'm not trying to dish out on on Indianapolis, but it was just my least enjoyable experience because of that. And I think ultimately it, it creates a non enjoyable experience for for everybody. You get some revenue and everything, but the people ain't seeing the players how they how they really could. If we ever had this shit in Vegas, man, a lot of those players, they probably still would go to Turks and Caicos and things like that. But I bet you they come a little earlier. I bet you they stay a little longer. You know what I mean? And then you really have an all star weekend that's bussing. That's what you want. You want the same thing as summer league. Summer league, you be on a strip or you go to somewhere and you'll just see a player walking like he ain't nobody. You just you you go to in and out and you bump you bump into a, a all star because he just vibing. It's just hot. It's a good time. Everybody got a smile on their face. They in better spirits. That cold man. That cold. That cold. How you mean your favorite player in the worst way? Your favorite player have an attitude. Your favorite player ain't, ain't trying to sign shit in the cold. I I ran into that. We we ran into some fans. It was like four boys. They wanted us to sign up. I was freezing. I did it because obviously I'm not LeBron James. I'm not turning down nothing to sign or anything like that. But I was like shaking. Shy. I, one of those signatures I messed up because I was so cold that I was just like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, uh, I appreciate the love. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it. I don't know how effective it is in that, but outside of the money. You know what I mean? These owners and, you know, the states and cities and different things, they're, they're going to take their money. But like if we talking about the experience of enjoying the shit, that's not it. And that's we 17 minutes in and I didn't even talk about nothing that that happened on the floor. The whole conversation right now that's dominating all star is that the game was not what people wanted. Two hundred some points is not that's not what people want to see. The dunk contest, we just we just cannot figure the dunk contest. I told somebody earlier today, I told my thumbnail guy, Matt, dog. If you told nine-year-old Pierre, nine-year-old Pierre, that the three-point contest in 10 years would be more exciting than the dunk contest, I would look at you like you were stupid. I, it would be like, no way. You're an idiot. Stop talking to me. There's no way. We have gotten to the point where the three-point contest is more exciting than the dunk contest. I, The young child version of me who first fell in love with this shit of All-Star Weekend... Listen, All-Star Weekend was an event for me as a kid. All-Star Weekend was an event. I remember before cable became something so accessible that everybody had in their house, we had like a cable outlet. So it was like a certain corner of the house that had like a a cable cord. And if you hooked up that to the back of the TV, it would give you like basic cable. It would give you like ESPN and TNT and shit like that. So every All-Star Weekend... I would take my TV and I would put it right there in that corner and it would give me the cable to watch the All-Star Weekend. You know what I mean? The Rise of Stars, which was rookie versus sophomore. And it was just one game, all rookies, all sophomores, and they go at it. Then you had All-Star Saturday Night, which was um, they would do something where you would have a current player a WNBA player and then a retired player from a franchise. And they would, they would just like play a little game where you shoot a mid range shot. You shoot a three point shot. You shoot a half court shot. I forget what that was called, but y'all know my OGs. know. then they would do the skills challenge. Then you would do the three point contest. And then you would end with the dunk contest. And then Sunday night, you obviously have the game and everything like that. Now it's like you have rising stars, which they turn into a tournament, which, 
I work in the NBA and I still was all over the place with keeping up with that. Um, you had Saturday night, which was interesting because the three-point contest is the highlight. You know, everybody was getting 26. It was super competitive. Then you had Sabrina versus Steph. She really came out shooting that thing like it was nothing. Yaka, 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 yaka. I'm go, Sabrina, go. Let it fly, let it fly, let it fly. And then I put pressure on Steph. And Steph, hey, say what you want. Steph earned that. He had to win that. And I, I love that for Sabrina. She held it down for the W. That was a beautiful thing to see. That was probably my favorite moment of the all the entire All-Star weekend. Sabrina came on. She put on a show. She put on a show, and she made Steph Curry have to win that. He, ha- he had to go to his last two shots in order to win it. Uh, I think a lot of people came into there thinking Steph would probably win that with flying colors. But nah, Steph had to earn that, and he really, really won that, uh, which was really, really dope to see. So shout out to Sabrina, hottest shoe in the game, boys, girl. I don't give, I don't give a damn who it is. She has the best shoe in the game, best shoe in the game, man. I, whew, she got the best shoe in the game. And so she came in, and she did that. So she's she's she probably my my favorite W player by far, by far. Um, that was dope. But yeah, the dunk contest. The dunk contest. I don't know. I don't know what to do about the dunk contest. Shout out to Mac McClung. Um, his dunks were definitely exciting. The Jalen Brown thing was cool that he was trying to do it. But like, if I knew he was going to be doing those type of dunks, I would have told him don't, don't, don't join. Don't join. I, I, I still don't. And I like Jalen Brown. I'm not trying to be like critical or, um, you know, be rude about it because it was dope that he even participated. But it's like he participated in a way where it's like, dog, I'd rather your ass not even have played, not even have dunked. You know what I mean? Like Jacob Toppin, he outperformed Jalen Brown, point blank. I, I just don't know why they advanced it. I don't know if it's because it was Jalen Brown and they felt like, man, we got an all-star finally participating. Let's try to, you know, let's try to show him a little bit extra love so that we can keep getting guys to, to participate who are all-stars and playing in a game. But it's like, man, he could have saved that shit, jumping over people. That shit is that shit is for the birds. If you jumping over people, you got to do shit. Matt McClung jumping over people. He dropping the ball in the air, grabbing it again, and then dunking it. I want to see shit like that. Be creative. The creativity of like put the creativity is not doing the little shit, right? Putting on somebody else's jersey. And I'm not I'm not even saying it um, about Terrence Clark. That part I love. Rest in peace to Terrence Clark. But like I'm talking about. Whoever was, I think Josh Smith may have been the first person I seen when I was young. He put on a Dominique Wilkins jersey and he did the dunk. That was cool. But I feel like after that, everybody tries to put on a jersey. Everybody puts on a jersey. Zach Levine put on a Space Jam jersey. I guess that was cool. But like everybody is like, hey, I'm going to go put on this dude's jersey because he played in the dunk contest before me on my same team. So, yeah, I play for the Magic and I'm in the dunk contest. And let me put on a Dwight Howard jersey. It's like, bro, we've seen that a thousand times. We've seen it a thousand times. I do love that Jalen Brown did do, do that for Terrence Clark. That's, that is the exception I will make when it comes to the jersey thing. But can we retire that? Unless his father's son, can we retire that? You know what I mean? Like, like please. Please can we retire that? You know what I mean? Like, Show love to a teammate or something. Do what Jalen Brown did. You know what I mean? Like Terrence Clark passed away. That was beautiful. You know what I mean? That's 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 beautiful. That's something his family, his mom, and his sister will be able to remember for the rest of their lives. But like paying 
paying homage is what they say. Like that that's we've seen that too many times. Jalen Jalen Brown put on a glove. I like I like those type of shits, but I like it when you also give me a dunk that I think I got to give a 50 to. Uh, something that's going to get all tens. Don't do that and tell somebody to sit down and you jump over Kai. Like, come on, man. Like, like come on, Jalen Brown. You, you, you had no creativity. So it's like, I want those guys to be in it. I want it to be NBA players. I keep seeing people talking about, man, we just got to go hire professional dunkers. No, I don't want to see that shit. That's cool and all, but I'm coming to All-Star Weekend to see the All-Stars. Um. So we got to figure out something to do with all with, with the dunk contest because the skills challenge shit that was cool that they teamed them up. I prefer going them letting them all go by themselves. But I, I love the fact that the NBA is trying to shake things up. They're, they're they're trying to remix stuff to get it more entertaining. Um, the three point contest is 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 carrying. Maybe we continue the the Sabrina Steph thing for years to come. You know what I mean? Not necessarily those two, but we keep adding to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, 2v2, three-point shooting, knockout. That would be dope. Uh, an all-star knockout wouldn't be bad. That that sounds like something that's dope. We keep talking about the one-on-one contests, uh, three dribbles like they do it at USA practice and things like that. Obviously, that would be dope. And then the last part is the game. 200 points at the game. It's not really competitive. You heard a guy like LeBron say, "Yeah, you know, it definitely needs to be more competitive." And I've seen I've seen Kobe speak on it before he passed away. How guys are more competitive at UCLA runs in the All Star game. Um, I've seen Anthony Edwards like, "Man, this is a break." So it's like I'm not trying to be competitive. This is a break, and that's the conversation that I'm going to really dive in here at the end to end this podcast. It's just like. Are we to blame for All-Star being the way it is? And when I say we, I say the media and even also social media. We've made championship talk or championship culture so crazy that everybody is trying to find ways to preserve themselves for the playoffs and the playoff push. That's what everybody's mind is on, and it should be on that. It should be magnified. It should mean something. But what we're getting is we're getting a product that is suffering because of that. Everything is emphasized by the playoffs and the finals. Oh, man, what he did in the regular season don't mean nothing because when we got to the playoffs, he ain't do shit. So now players hear that and it's like, hmm, now you got the Jimmy Butlers of the world who are like, I'll coast, I'll coast during the regular season. Then. I don't care about being an all-star. Uh, y'all never going to vote me as an MVP anyway. You know what I mean? Y'all have the same five guys competing for MVP any fucking way. So I'm not going to waste my, my energy for that shit. And I can just coast, make sure we make the playoffs, and then I'll turn it up then. Now, that's a dangerous game because of seeding and different things like that. But he's also a guy whose track record shows he reaches another level in the playoffs. His legacy is going to be the guy who was a playoff riser. You know what I mean? So what that does is, yeah, the regular season, you do got guys just not playing some days. Yeah, you got guys sitting out for nothing. Hey, yeah, my, my I, I scratched myself. So because I scratched myself on my my wrist right here, I'm, I'm out for the next two games. We had low management. They tried to crack down on low management. Can't rest to start. And then it get complicated because they say things like that. And then we'll see two stars resting. Um, and it's just so complicated. And then it's like, yeah. Then you get 
the in season tournament, and that's supposed to be you know incentivized for them to play harder. And this first year was really, really, really good, but now it's like, how is it going to look next year? You know what I mean? And because you got them playing for that, now they really looking for a breakout all star because that's simulated playoff basketball already early in the season. So it's 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 such a confusing complicated question to really get an answer for because that is to me what the all-star game should be about the all-star game is the best 24 players in the league coming together to compete all at one time and give us something worth watching while also putting on a show and i forget who it was but i believe somebody i heard somebody say that the it used to be you put on a show in the first half and then in the second half we really grind and get to it. We really playing competitive basketball. They tell you stories about Michael Jordan walking in at halftime. Hey, let's go win this shit. We're going to go win. You know what I mean? Um, even when I was growing up, and I, I I don't say that to act like I'm a dinosaur. A lot of our viewers, listeners, watchers, I'm probably 10 years older than y'all. You know, y'all was probably born in 2004, 2005. I'm a 95 baby. So, when I was growing up and it was Kobe and Mac and, and AI and, and Stephon Marbury, Garnett, Duncan, they were competitive as well. They were competitive as well. They were going at it. They weren't letting nobody win MVP. That ain't nah. They all were trying to get theirs. They all was trying to get MVP. You ain't really had guys. Now you had certain guys that obviously might be a, been a little bit older. The older guys are always going to be the exception of like, hmm. Do we really want a 39-year-old or 38-year-old playing X amount of minutes in the game in the middle of a playoff push? That's understandable. But it's so many young legs. It's so many exciting players. It's 12 of y'all on each team. We deserve to have some type of better basketball. You know what I mean? Where guys are really trying to guard each other. We got guys bringing it up and shooting half-court shots in the middle of the game. Like just in their normal possession. Like, yeah, I'm going to just take a half-court shot here. The exception is Dane because he made two of them. But, you know, things like that, just letting guys dunk. I understand not wanting to get hurt. But as a basketball purist, I'm also not for just letting a guy do anything he want to do. There is never a time where I walked in a gym and that was acceptable. Based off how I was raised in the basketball that I grew up being around with my dad and what I watched and how people competed, my, my peers or even the OGs watching my dad and his his uh, peers run at open runs or in certain tournaments and leagues and things like that. Um, you know, being about around the basketball I grew up around, that was never that. You know what I mean? Even as as high schoolers, you know, um, having runs with, with, with certain people or, you know, being at runs with my cousin Javon and things like that, it was a seriousness that was brought there. And I think that was what Kobe was getting at, where like in the summer, we see y'all runs at UCLA with Rico Hines. We see y'all, you know what I mean, running here and running there and, and in these in these closed sessions, uh the Brickley, um, the Brickley runs and in, in New York. Y'all getting it in. Y'all really guarding each other. Y'all really hooping. Y'all ain't trying to get hurt then. You know what I mean? Like y'all ain't y'all ain't trying to tear ACL or, or roll an ankle then. I get it. If if y'all do, it ain't that bad because it's the offseason. So you have a little time. Hey, if I twist my ankle here. I got the next two weeks of the offseason to chill versus if I do it in the All-Star game, shit, in five days, I'm right back in the midst of a playoff hunt. I get that. But y'all are professionals. The reason y'all are professionals is because y'all know what the hell y'all doing. So y'all know if somebody get a breakaway dunk, I'm not telling you to chase him down. Even though we've seen that, and I think Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose, 
but it's still, you know what I mean? Like, we're not asking anybody to try to be rim protector in, in the middle of a game. I'm just saying, hey, don't just let a motherfucker walk and lay it up at the rim. You know what I mean? Act like y'all are competing against each other in some instance. It's the same shit y'all doing in, in the Rico Hine runs. It's the same. I see him say the same shit. Compete, play hard. But at the end of the at the end of the day, this ain't you know no bush to leave shit and don't hurt each other. So yeah, do get an open 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 runway steal. Let him have a dunk, man. Let him have a dunk. You know what I'm saying? A dude get an open three in a game. You may really close out and jump and try to really contest. You contest it, but let him land. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 let's not have no no accidents of clearing some landing in somebody's space because that contest on that open run shot just ain't even as important as an actual game. It's ways as professionals that y'all know how to navigate through a game without hurting one of one another or hurting yourselves. And if you do get hurt, then sometimes this is what comes with the game. Everybody knows that. I'm not even a pro, but I know every time I go to hoop, that comes with it. I may turn my ankle. I may jam my finger. I'm going to get scratched up. I could get poked in the eye. I might get hit. That's what comes with it every time you lace them up. Nobody knows that better than the professionals out there on the court. Nobody knows it better. So it's like. To say all of that, man, you tie in everything I said on this podcast. You tie in being in a small market city. You tie in being cold. You you tie in being in a place that doesn't have the resources to host you. Then on top of that, you come and there's a pathetic dunk contest performance that we get. And the judging, like not even to just put it all on the players who participated, but then the judges... I'm in the arena. They're booing the judges. They're booing the scores. Rightfully so, because it's like, what the fuck are y'all watching? What are y'all watching? Some of these dudes is getting high numbers and ain't did shit. Jalen Brown had a bunch of basic dunks. If I'm being honest, there wasn't one dunk. There was one dunk. His best dunk, I think, was maybe his first one. Because I it's it's a lot more harder than people realize. Some of those athletes like him who are just naturally gifted athletes, they make it look way easier. I think his first dunk was a really, really tough dunk. If you really watch it and see what he's doing with his movements, and shit, that shit is tough. But him jumping over everybody, that shit was weak. That shit should not have advanced him in the finals. You know what I mean? Like Jacob Toppin was doing his thing. Uh, Mac McClung obviously did his thing. But the rest of that shit was weak. I'm just being I'm just keeping it a buck. The rest of it, I was not a fan of. Um, and. You you put that on, on on top of that. You have the the game that was underwhelming, and everybody is talking about it on social media and criticizing it. And then you m- match that all together, and it's like, man, you gave me a weekend of coldness, um, lackluster performances, and I'm in a city that just isn't ready to host me. Nobody is really having a good time, or the time that you want them to have at All Star. If I'm the commissioner. If I'm responsible for this, if this is my brand, I want people to come to this and experience it like no other. I want people that to come and say, man, they leave and they're like, how do we how do we get to San Francisco? If I work in NBA and I'm the commissioner or I have a high ranked role where I'm a part of this shit, that's my job. My job is to say when people leave here this weekend. Whether they showed up for Friday night's events, Saturday night's events, or the game on Sunday, I want them to walk away and say, "How the he- where's next year's? 
And how do we get there? We need to start planning to get there. Because that's what the the average typical fan, they have to plan around. You know what I mean? You have to really plan getting there. So I want them to say, man, where next year going to be at? This shit was fun. We got to get, we got to go again next year. That's what you want. This shit, this shit was like, man, where's next year? Because it's going to be warm. And hopefully the warm makes things better. Hopefully the warm makes things better. I've been to San Francisco a few times now. Watch the Warriors play. Their shit is going to be ran phenomenally. Mark my words for anybody that's going to end up being there or going, watch how smooth All-Stars ran next year because the weather is going to be a little bit better. It may not be Vegas weather, but it should be It should be better. I've been, to, I've been to, to, to San Francisco, and it's a little chilly. It won't be freezing cold, though, number one. And they're going to have all of the resources, whether it's an Uber ride, whether it's a restaurant having food, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's just the rush, the hotel availabilities and things like that, it's going to be ran smoothly. Mark my words. Cause I've been to warriors games. I've been to two warriors games. I've been to a ring ceremony, I believe. And yeah, I went to a ring ceremony in San Francisco. F- phenomenal, phenomenal. It's going to be traffic, but it was phenomenally ran. Um, I think they have a spot where your Uber can get you just different shit like that. It's just, it's just going to be ran a lot more better. And having that after this year, I think should start a conversation on how do we do this the right way? You know what I mean? Where I think that the thought process may have been, hey, let's get some of these cold cities out the way. Let's do Chicago, uh, Utah, Cleveland, any of that. Let's let's just get that shit out of the way. My thinking is, no, 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 no. Let's do three warm states, slide a cold state in there. Slide. We can't complain. Slide a cold state. And then right after, we're going to Miami. You know what I mean? Let's do L.A. Let's do Houston. We do San Francisco. And then we say, hey, here, here's Milwaukee. And then right there, the very next year, we're in Miami. And so that's what you tell people. Everybody's complaining and bitching about the cold and all shit. I like me because I'm complaining and bitching. I'm not going to lie. I'm a diva about this shit. I'm, I'm, take, I'm, I'm taking it to the chin. I'm, I'm wearing that. That's, what, that's the response for people like me. It's so cold. It's so cold. Hey, next year we in Miami. Don't worry. Just deal with this for now. Next year we in Miami. That's how you do it. I just, I, I don't know, y'all. Um, I definitely want to hear y'all feedback. It was a lot of y'all out there. I, I seen, I seen a lot of fans every day. I ran into fans. Y'all, let me know. What I want to know though is the viewing perspective. How do fans view All Star Weekend now as a as a viewer? When you're at home watching, what is it for you? Is this something that people still go to the bar for and say, hey, let's link up and go watch the dunk contest. Hey, let's link up. Let's go watch the All-Star game. Let's go to B-dubs. Let's go. You know, do people still? When I was a kid, that was a thing where it's like, yo, we have an All-Star weekend party. You know, mom getting pizza and getting treats and cookies and chips and drinks. And you invite people over and you watch it together. Basically like a mini Super Bowl. All-Star weekend is never going to compare to Super Bowl. Super Bowl is for... You know, it's it's for the big prize. It's the Super Bowl, but it should be a mini Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It should be a mini Super Bowl. It should compete with the Super Bowl because it's an entire weekend of shit going on. So that one day of the Super Bowl, is it's never going to fuck with it at that level. But it should mirror it in some type of way where it's like it's a little mini Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You have fun. It's a gathering. People link together to watch it. Bars are filled. All star every the last few years, I think that's declining. But I'm very interested to see with with fans who aren't necessarily going every year and are are more so watching than anything that experience. And what's the blame? 
Is it the media putting pressure on this ring culture shit where everybody needs to get a ring? If you ain't got a ring, you ain't this. If you don't do this in the playoffs, then everything else that you ever did in your career don't mean nothing. You know what I mean? A dude can average 30. He have a tough playoff series. His 30 ain't real. That's not a real 30 because we saw in the playoffs, he only averaged 22 points. And it's like, damn. (laughs) So, yeah, if I was a player, I'd be like Anthony Edwards, too. Shit, I need to make sure I am well prepared and rested for the playoffs because everything is on the line in the playoffs according to the media and the fans. If I average 39 points a game like James Harden in the regular season, but I, I have a couple of series where I, don't, where I don't average that 38, even though we know I'm not going to average 38 because playoff basketball tightens up. Then it's like, shit, let me make sure I'm rested, man. Let me stop trying to put on these shows for y'all. Ain't no more triple-double triple, triple double 40-point performances. Fuck that. Here go 26-5-5. Five and five. And I'm going to chill till it's time to get to the playoffs. Because the minute I don't do anything in the playoffs, y'all discredit everything I do. Or or is it is is it just the culture that we're in? You know what I mean? Is this just where basketball is headed? Where you have the AAU culture and everything is so cool, everything is so mellow. The cool thing now is to not care about anything. You don't care about shit. Everything is I don't care. I don't care. This is just easy. I'm lazy. I'm just chilling. I look cute. And it's we ain't gotta compete. Everything is so friendly. And I ain't trying to sound like a head, a old head, but yes, I, I get. I, I I'm like I said, I'm understanding. I'm understanding when the old heads say everything is too buddy buddy. I'm also understanding when the youngins are saying we ain't gotta hate each other. I'm understanding, but there's a common medium and median and a middle ground to everything. Everything in life needs to have some type of balance, and the balance is how do we how do we tread that line of being competitive while making sure we're not jeopardizing the health of our stars who we're going to depend on to carry us um this second half of the season into the playoffs y'all let me know in the comments i'll be looking for y'all responses there as always i appreciate everybody anybody who i ran into at all-star weekend much much love like i said everybody who was there and the people of the city magnificent hard-working people super respectful no issues whatsoever but the dynamic of the utilities the resources to be a host the weather and the lackluster performances of everything from this weekend is probably my worst experience being at an all-star weekend since I've joined the NBA media. And that's just me being completely honest. There's no reason for me to host the Super Bowl if I don't have the resources or the supplies. If I can't afford to have food at the party, if I can't afford to have beverages, if I can't afford to have a TV that can view, show the game for everybody, if I don't have enough seats, if I don't have a big enough couch or any, you know what I mean? There's no reason for me to host the Super Bowl. There's no reason for me to host it. I'll leave that to somebody who has enough seats, who has something for food and utensils and snacks and beverages and space that can hold all of these people comfortably. That's how we got to start viewing All-Star Weekend. You know what I mean? Because it all comes together. Revenue for these owners in the state and the city, that can't be the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Y'all y'all making money, man. It's the, the, the greed got to stop. At some point, we got to prioritize the people who allow us to have revenue. And the game of basketball should never be cheated because basketball gods are real. So we don't want people out there getting 200 and some points because y'all are like, oh, you driving to the basket. Let me watch out for you. Let me help you get to the basket. I'm supposed to be guarding you and trying to stop you, but I'm going to move and tell you what to do. Hey, I'm, hey, do a 360, bro. We don't we don't we, we don't need that. No, 
not from the best of the best in the world. Um, but yeah, as always, I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all next week. This is another episode of the Helio Central Podcast. I am your host, Pierre, Pee Wee the Plug, Andreessen. I'm out. Peace.